As a recently returned pilgrim to the Holy Land, my experience there will take some time to process. Many of you told me how transformative it would be. But I am stubbornly resistant to prescribed transformation, so I remained skeptical prior to landing in Tel Aviv. I am delighted to return here to you, full of renewed energy and new eyes to see the scripture, and to admit that you were right. Thank you for your encouragement and prayers, and to those of you who have already listened to me gush about the pilgrimage, and for anyone who might be interested, I have pictures, lots of pictures. Last week, Father Peter preached about Jesus' instruction to the disciples about fishing for people in spite of our insecurities and imperfections, encouraging us to share the good news of God's presence in our lives with others. This week, we fast forward to a gospel text which ends with beatitudes and woes, and I would like to pose the question of how we think and talk about God's presence in our lives when it might not feel like there's much good news to share. The lectionary this week skips 43 verses between last week's gospel and this week's. Stories full of Jesus' healing presence. A man is cured of a disease which kept him from interacting with his loved ones and from fully participating in society. A paralyzed man's mobility is restored thanks to his community of friends who are so determined to get him to Jesus. And a man's restoration to full health proves more important to Jesus than appeasing religious authorities. Indeed, this continues through the beginning of our gospel text today. A great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out from him and healed all of them. One of my favorite experiences during my time in Galilee was visiting a relatively recently excavated first century fishing village called Magdala. Behind the altar in the encounter chapel there stands a mural. The large, hyper-realistic painting provides a stark contrast to the dusty archeological sites. The painting depicts hymns of long robes floating above sandaled male feet. A female hand, the only object in the painting other than robe hems and sandals and feet, the hand of a woman is pictured touching Jesus's robe. It portrays the artistic, holy, healing, magical version of Pow or Zap from the old Batman comics. <laughs> The still image evokes the dynamic power of exchange 
the healing potential and power of the Son of God among God's creation. I couldn't take my eyes off the image. While the painting is based on one of the more memorable healings in the Bible, that of the hemorrhagic woman found later in Luke, this morning's gospel tells us, all in the crowd were trying to touch him, and power came out from him and healed all of them. Pow, zap, all were healed. I don't know about you, but that feels tough to me. Our lives today, in Benicia and Vallejo and Berkeley, and everywhere else we and our loved ones reside, those lives are full of heartache and tragedy. It can be difficult for us to read a text where a crowd shows up and all are healed based on their proximity to Jesus when we are hurting and healing seems a distant hope. How is it possible to feel closer than ever to Jesus while simultaneously enduring unimaginable suffering? The full weight of our trust may be in God's presence with us, but that trust is not an automatic guarantee of complete and magical healing. These scriptures which seem to equate faith with healing are very troubling for me when lived experience feels dramatically different from that narrative. I just can't accept the destructive theology permeating our culture that says God bestows healing miracles on the people who deserve it. That way of thinking is harmful, not only because scripture does not attest to it, but also because it creates unrealistic expectations for both God and those who are praying for healing. I wonder if there is another way to consider what it means to be fully healed in Christ. There is no guarantee of physical healing, but the promise on which we can rely is the relentless love of God and the healing that comes through our rootedness in the communion with the Holy Trinity. Jeremiah speaks into this question. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. They shall be like a tree planted by water, sending out its roots by the stream. It shall not fear when heat comes, and its leaves shall stay green. In the year of drought, it is not anxious, and it does not cease to bear fruit. If our trust is in God, if our rootedness is in relationship with Jesus, we have something to anchor us through the pain and the heartache. Reliance on the presence of God with us throughout our struggles helps us to understand healing in a new light. I am never going to stand up here and tell you not to be mad or sad or however else you want to feel in the face of tragedy or illness or struggle. What I will offer is that God's commitment to be with you and with me and with all of us 
in the midst of those struggles is so absolute, so utterly unshakable, that Jesus' healing presence can still be felt even in the darkest of times. Reframing healing more broadly than a clean bill of health from the doctor or reconciliation of broken human relationships, but rather as fully embracing God's presence in the toughest moments of our lives, allow us to read the Beatitudes in a different light. Not simply as a distant future hope, but as a promise that God sees us and loves us and is with us where we are. I don't know about you, but in this busy world where people are constantly on the move, I sometimes struggle with taking the time to slow down and really see what's happening with my friends and neighbors. And I really struggle with slowing down enough to allow myself to be seen by others, especially in the very vulnerable moments of poverty or hunger or sorrow. It is humbling and comforting to know that our Creator meets us and sees us and loves us, even when we might not want to be seen or we feel too broken to be loved. So, my friends, what is the good news this morning? Going back to the Encounter Chapel at Magdala, the painting was designed so that someone could stand in front of it with their arm outstretched, and a picture can be taken so it looks like they're touching the point of light where the woman touches the hem of Jesus' robe. The good news is that Jesus is always ready and waiting for us to reach out. The power of Jesus' healing presence is available to all, even though it might not seem like the magic pow or zap we seek on first glance. Instead, we find a deeper rootedness through relationship with God that will anchor us through whatever we face.